It's going to be about 20, 25 minutes. Okay. No, let's stick to 20. 20 is good. 15. He's uh, going to give us the wrap-up. You the give wrap us the warning at 15. 15. Yeah. I'll give you a five-minute warning. He gives us five-minute warning and we can okay. wrap it up. Yeah. 20 is perfect. I like that. Yeah. That was a good uh, flow. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I got uh, my co-host Brian here, and then one of my other business partners in Foreign Genetics and Squints Cannabis, Sean. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, today we're going to talk about um, you know, in today's climate, you know, depression is obviously a, a very big topic because you know people's mental health has been declining over the years, and uh, we want to talk about what it's like to to balance responsibilities and children and things of that nature when you're not feeling 100% yourself, I guess. I guess that's the easiest way to put it. A lot of people are just sweeping it under the rug right now and then doing the, you know. Yeah, not doing the work is um, a good way to end up in a bad, dark place, right? That's yeah. from what I hear. And then social media doesn't help. Mm -hmm. I also think that we're taught as a society to kind of hold things in and not speak on how we feel, especially as men. A hundred percent. You know, um, and I think that's that's what's sad and that's what's hurting. I mean, I think I don't know what the rates are, but I think men probably su you know commit suicide more than more than women. women yes, do, right? oh, yeah, for sure. It is higher. You know, women have pressure of being. You know, let's just say like like my wife Sylvia, she's a mom. You know, a mother of six and takes care of those kids every day, and she's probably, you know. It's, it's a she's lot. She's probably depressed in her own ways, but has no chance or choice but to keep going, right? Whereas the man has to keep supporting myself. I have to keep supporting my family and deal with the pressures of businesses and failing businesses and partnerships and trying to be a father and trying to be a happy person within myself. And it's just a lot of pressure. And so, you know, I deal with depression. I've been dealing with depression probably for the past 15 years. I probably dealt with it longer, but it didn't come out till traumatic situations you know what i mean i think trauma you know brings out what's already inside of us and yeah it's, it's a lot it, it is a lot and you know I'm, I'm very thankful to you know thank you guys for having me on here and i'm very thankful to be who the person i am because i'm very open about it and you know i've always been told don't speak on these things you shouldn't talk to people about how you feel or open up, you know, it's, it's weak. You don't want people to know who you really are, but we view it as weak. I can't do that because I feel like, what about if you're going through something and you just don't have no one to talk to and you see me, you know, big dude. And you know, in your mind, I might have my whole life together, whatnot. And mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, I'm dealing with depression right now. And it might make you feel a certain way like, Oh, maybe I could talk to him, you know? And, and I'm very big on that. And that's the blessing. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. Like I, I can't, I, I feel like people need to, Express themselves. Express themselves, and I think people need to really hear what people are going through, because we all go through shit. We're all equal, you know. I don't care how much money you have. You still wake up and, you know, eat shit and sleep. We all do the same, and so that's, it's huge, man. And it's very unfortunate that we look as, especially as men, we're weak because we cry or we're going through shit. And I'm just. I'm well, not they down say with only that. only women and children, are loved unconditionally. Men aren't, right? I men mean, are loved when they can provide. Men are men are loved when, when I think that's within men. I think that's within a men like a man like, you know, 
Well, that's the Probably world. The that's situation. the world view of it, you know. Yeah, but I don't think like you know my kids or my or, or Sylvia look at me like you know they only love me when I come through. But I do know like no, the public view of people yeah. is that men aren't loved unconditionally. No, if you're not working or you know it's it could be that your physical space in your head isn't right at the moment, and so things aren't going your way. But you know it's looked at as like oh he's a lazy fucker, or he needs to get up and figure something out, or he needs to tighten his belt. And work through it, you know? I mean, I feel like a lot of my setbacks in life, and they're not setbacks, they're actually learning lessons, are because of my childhood. Um, I didn't have support. And so, you know, when you don't have support, you kind of have to figure out what to do in life. And those things have carried over to my adulthood. And I started, you know, seeking therapy probably in my early 20s when I first started making some money. And, you know, I've been just seeing my therapist for damn near 13 years, off and on. Do you feel like it helps? I feel like it does help. I feel like it's like sharpening tools, you know? You have tools that are locked away that you need to pull out and sharpen them, right? And also, I can speak for myself, there's tools that my parents didn't have that they can, they, they just were, they weren't capable of giving me those tools. So, here we come from a, an emotionally lacking generation, right? Especially in the home as a child. I don't know if it's, it's not, uh, yeah, maybe it is generation. I mean, look, dude, my mom was adopted. So I think within herself, I feel like my mom never thought she was good enough. And I think that <clears throat> I inherited those feelings from her because like there's this thing called epigenetics where it's like, you know, if my mom's mom was pregnant with her, she went through trauma, that trauma goes into the baby and then it just carries over. So I think that I, I inherited that trauma from my mom of like, you know, whatever her mom's situation was gave her up for adoption and she went to a family and you know wasn't really treated the best and then my dad he comes from from europe you know he's one of ten and they had no money and he's the black sheep of the family and he's like you know he's still trying to figure himself out where i'm like i don't want to be like nothing like my parents you know but in a lot of ways i'm very similar to them you know yeah, so. we carry we carry the as much as we want to say that we want to be different. I as well that we carry some of the same, the same I, characteristics and mannerisms and things that are yeah, obviously I, genetic. I, you know, I've always been told you're just like your dad. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not like my dad, but I'm like my dad in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, I'm not. My dad's selfish. I'm not. I'm very loving and very giving and very caring. You know, my mom, it was always like, I love you, son, but it was never like, good job, son. You're smart. You can do whatever you want. So it's like, how do you find that as a, how do you find that as a person? Well, you seek for it. That's but, what we're all but, seeking but for. But this really. is the thing, right? Like, and I've learned this with my kids, dude. Is we don't, we're not born confident. We're just, you don't wake up, you know, born baby, and you're like, you know, you're strong in this, and, and that starts in the home. And that's why I always tell people, like, my only advice that I can give you as a parent is like, tell your kid that he's smart. Tell him that she's beautiful. Tell them they can become anything in the world because that'll build them up, you know, because you as a parent, they look at you as everything. So keep going with that, bro. You know, it's unfortunate that it didn't happen for me and I'm still working on it within myself and I might not ever feel the way you might feel or you might feel. And it is what it is. I'm okay with that. You know, my therapist always told me what you see in the mirror is not what other people see, but it's very hard to believe if you only know shit your whole life, right? It's hard, so. But you've at least admitted it and are doing something about it. Yeah. Where a lot of people just stuff it and then, you know, they just go down that dark hole and just stay in that dark hole. 
I mean, this year was a really dark hole for me. You know, financially, you know, financials, you know, people say I'm depressed, you know, I, I, like, yeah, you can be ups depressed because of your financial situation or your relationship with your girlfriend, whatever. This year is just financially a hard year for me, but then it just, it like caused stress that like literally just boom, opened up and it blew up in my face to the point where like, I was feeling, feeling a bit suicidal. Not that like I wanted to kill myself, but I could start feeling the feeling of, I understand why. I'm it's, tired. It's, yeah, it's the pressure of like, man, nothing's working out within myself. I can't control everything out, out around me, but I can control myself, but I couldn't even control myself. I was eating like a fucking nutcase. I was, you know, spending money, not spending money, not knowing what, where my money was, just being reckless. And I couldn't figure out why until I figured out from the microdosing that it was, my depression was just really bad. And I was trying to stick with the microdosing, obviously, but what I got from the microdosing was like, there's a bigger problem that I need to work on. And so I decided to get on antidepressants and from there, I feel like a fucking new man. So you, you feel know? like they're helping right now with this new- Yeah, 100% the, they are. I mean, what I- are you, You're on Wellbutrin, you said? I'm on Wellbutrin XL and I-, I um, You feel like- I got on a diet within like a month of taking the medication. I've lost 30 pounds in a month. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like a new person. The lights were on but no one was home. You uh -huh. seem a lot lighter. Yeah, and I feel a lot better, dude. But again, like, I can feel it coming back though. Mm -hmm. You know, so I gotta talk to psychiatrists because I'm scared of that. I don't wanna go back to that world. And it's, so it's a constant battle. And so I don't think it's, it, yes, the medication helps, but there's still a lot of work that I need to do within myself. And I don't know what that is because it's hard to be happy for myself, bro. I have a beautiful family. I have great partners. I have great businesses, but I still wake up just what it is. So it's hard, but you know, I'm, I keep fighting. So we just gotta just keep working hard and- Well, I just know that you have a lot of love around you. No, and, I know and that, that bro. people do care and respect you. Yeah, and, and, and I appreciate that. And, and the same for everyone else. It's just, it's hard, dude. It's hard waking up every morning and just kind of being numb to everything. And that's the truth. It's like, someone asked me, when was the last time you were happy in life? And I said, man, I think I was like, honestly, like maybe 10 years old. <clears throat> and then after it, that, just shit changed. What, 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 uh, what was that feeling at 10 that, that like, what, what do you relate you know, that it happiness is, to? It's, well, it's my mom and I were living, my mom raised me. So we lived in a one bedroom apartment and Prior to that, we had a roommate, and then we separated from the roommate, lived on our own. So that means my mom had to work more. So she started working at night. So working at night meant I was by myself. So mm -hmm. now I'm nine years old, by myself every night. And my dad, he didn't really care to be around as much as he says he did. He just didn't. And so I started taking care of myself at nine years old. Now, I had no one ever com comfort me of like, hey, don't worry, everything's gonna be okay. I was always scared. Yeah. So what does that create? Anxiety. Anxiety. So I got anxiety as I got older and didn't know where it came from. But then as I went to therapy, I started understanding it's because of the fears and, 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 you know, being scared as a young child, as a young child, like it, it's mind boggling to where I was as a kid. And I think about my kids and I'm like, fuck, they would never survive in the situation I was in. You know what I mean? Like I fed myself, I washed my own clothes. 
I didn't do my homework ever because no one, no mm -hmm. one's there to like tell me what to do. And then it, it, it put a relationship between my mom and I where she was like, you need to do this. And I'm like, go fuck yourself because I became independent, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. right? You can relate. It's like, yeah. I became independent so young. And, but that's carried over to my adulthood of like, I dropped out of high school. I started fucking selling weed at 21 and I was really good at it. Then I started growing weed and I've never looked back, but all I know how to do is just keep surviving. Yeah. And it's hard because I'm, I am lacking tools. I'm not great with accounting. I'm not great with managing at times, but I know I'm good at growing weed and I know that I'm good with people. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just have my faith and I just know that like, no matter what, I just have to keep my head straight and keep moving forward. Deep breath. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot. a lot. That was a lot. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on depression? Like, you know what I mean? You, everyone hears it, but what do you what do you really think about it? My <clears throat> my biggest thing is most people don't want to accept it, and they're like, "I'm not depressed," and they don't want to openly admit it, like you are right now. I've been there, been there plenty of times dealing with bullshit. And you don't want to wake up. You don't want to do a lot of things. And that's where people need to be more open about it and stop believing everything they see on social media. Like, that is life. That's not fucking life. That's all staged. <clears throat> I really feel, though, like there still needs to be more talk about, like, the real symptoms of depression. I think people just think it's just the word. Yeah. But No, it's a feeling. Yeah. And, like, it's you know, my depression fucking six years ago was... I had no energy. I literally would w go to work and I would just go home and sleep, right? This depression this year, I had the energy taking my kids to school, going to the gym, but nothing, it just, nothing was working out. Nothing felt satisfying. No, it's just like. Do you feel like if you had more in what you view as triumphs or successes that you would have felt differently about it? Are you equating it all to that? Or is it more just the numbness? You know, I try to think, is it, it you know, if I had more is money, it result based? I don't know. It's like, if I had more money, would I feel like this, but I've had money. I've had, I've lost money. I've been up and down. So no, it's not that it's not. It's obviously bro. something that's from it's within, within myself. Us. So yeah. it's like the best way I can say is like, no matter where you go, it's, it's, it's feeling that I carry within myself of just this emptiness, like being numb. You know, I was asked when my son was born earlier this year, aren't you happy your son was here? And I just looked at him and I was just like, it's cool. And that's yeah. sad. Yeah, it's fucked up. Because a human being got brought into this world where people can't should have be, children. Should be our joyous moment. It yeah, really should. Yeah. And now, and that's not because you don't care place, for him. No, but now where I'm in a better place, I love my son. I love holding him. I love changing his diaper. I love waking me up with him, you know? So that just shows you like where my, my mental state was, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna stay on medication for the rest of my life. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Yeah. But I do tell you this. I think that diet plays a huge part in people's mental state. hundred percent. And I think if people focus more on their diet, that'll, that'll kind of start the beginning of that conversation of where to go. Certain things don't agree yeah. with certain people and not yeah. everything is for everybody. I'll give you an example. I ate some chocolate a week ago. The next day I woke up, fuck, I felt like floored to the ground. I didn't want to do shit. So I'm like, no more chocolate, Sean. Yeah, you're obviously you know, having you a reaction. You have to check too. yourself. That's the thing, it's work. If you, if, you know, if you want this to conquer you, it will. But if you don't and you want to fight it, 
you got to put in the work. It, it, it's just, it's constant. It's a battle. That's what, depression's a real fucking battle. You know, Homeboy yeah. from Power Rangers, I read that he you know, obviously committed suicide, mm-hmm. but he was very open about his depression. Yeah. But look where it got him. Yeah, it still you know? ended the same result. I, uh, my mother obviously is, is a undiagnosed alcoholic. I mean, she still drinks, so she doesn't see that that's been a problem for her. She obviously has experienced heavy trauma in her life, but I grew up around somebody that was like manic depressive and a roller coaster of up and down bipolar feelings, you know? I mean, she won't want you to hear that or say that, but that's the truth. And she's not accepting of it, obviously, because uh, she's never sought help, even though she's needed it or been suicidal. Um, Why do you think she won't admit it? I don't know. Um, I think it's easier for her to just dwell in those moments. And she's like, because of the alcoholism, she's blackout with it. So it's a switch, bro. And it goes completely one way. And then she wakes up the next day, like all that shit didn't just happen. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's very challenging because not accepting the fact that you're not okay. You know what I mean? And, and going on these, these, you know, alcohol is a depressant as well. So if you have depression issues and yeah, it feels good for this way up the roller coaster, but then it's lights out and she's all over the place, you know? And it's been very frustrating for me. It's also made me very angry. Um, So you asked about my understanding of depression and obviously I have preconceived notions of it from dealing with somebody that's like manic depressive and an up and down roller coaster. So I have like a chip on my shoulder about it because you know, at least you're seeking help. But in some sense it's, it's like, yo bro, it's obvious something is wrong, but they're, they're just unreceptive to change, right? But I also feel like some people just, I, I don't know, I guess they're okay with their situation, right? Well, it's sad because she terrorizes the people around her. Well, yeah. She wants to, to bring them into shit. her misery, you know what I mean? Yeah. She they, terrorized her children. You know, her husband committed suicide in front of her. It was a very tragic uh, event. The kids were there, my younger brothers and sisters. I mean, that's a very tragic And they all went situation. through that, you know, and... uh and then her spiral after that of whatever, you know, he did it in a very vindictive, evil way. So she dealt with that and it caused her to do and act out and do strange things. And obviously I wasn't present because I was an adult, but they were there and had to live through it, you know, so I have a different view did on it. Did they go to therapy after? I, I'm not sure how much therapy they've been in or not, but it's definitely had a long lasting effect. And to me, it's like the lack of respect for her, for causing that for children and not being accepting of the fact that, yo, bro, you've, you got to choose how you, how you handled this situation. And it's like, you know, you, you've put them into that position basically, because they didn't choose to be here. We brought them here. So this is my thought on that, like my opinion, but I just feel like maybe she's in such a dark place that her reality is not your guys. It, you know what of I course mean? Like, it's not, 100%. Like she, she doesn't look at it like that. Yeah. And she's probably so hurt inside and so broken yeah. that she can't realize what she's done, right? I, I don't know. It's it's hard. Like, I mean, to tell, let her tell it, she's lived for her children and it's all been about them and this and that. In her and mind. I, in her mind, yeah. And she full, fully, wholeheartedly believes guys. that, you yeah. know? And I mean, she's... She's a great caretaker and has, you know, done her best to, to put them in a position to succeed. But obviously living through 
some of her trauma, I have an outside opinion on that, right? Yeah. But that, like you said, we're all living separate realities. So, I mean, I've asked my mom to go see a therapist for years. Yeah. I think you need a therapist. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've made peace with that. She's my mom's in the same boat. She's you know, made peace with my, my being mom, who she is. My mom was going through menopause when I was a teenager, so she beat the shit. I mean, she tried to beat the shit out of me. You know, I was already like 250 pounds at like 16, 17 years old, yeah. lifting weights. So she would slap me over and over and over again, and I would just look at her like, that. but it was she was just taking out her frustrations on me because. Her life was hard, yeah. you know, and, and she apologized to me when I was like 25. We were driving from San Antonio to Houston, and she's like, you know, I was going through a lot, and, you know, I got raped at 19, and that always, you know, made me feel a certain way. And so I feel really bad for my mom. Like, I really, truly feel bad for her as a person because it's like she got robbed of her life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe your mom got robbed out of her life, you know? Yeah, I feel like that might and, be. And that's the unfortunate thing. You know what I mean? It's it's sometimes it takes the outside view to Yeah, and to it's, realize that. You know? It's sad. Like I told my mom like it's all good. Like I, I understand like look, I don't agree with it to a certain point, but it is what it is, but I truly feel bad for my mom. Like I honestly really do. Cuz it's sad. Like I know, you know, raising a, a boy by herself in LA where it's expensive as fuck, she's you know, struggled her whole her whole career. She had no money to do anything for herself. She had no friends, no babysitter. She had no life. Yeah. You know, and, and that's sad, man. It's tough. You it's know? tough uh, not having a purpose and not having a clear cut, you know, answer for things. No, but you know, I'm very thankful now at, at her at 66 years old, found love again after my dad and is married and you know she's living her great you know her best life they bought a home you know we lived in a one bedroom apartment my whole life that's a so big for deal. her to have her own house and it's paid off yeah she had the same car for 30 years to now they have like five corvettes yeah you know like great things yeah. we're happy for but yeah. i know and she's still hurt yeah i see the way she is when she's with me like i can't be around my mom longer than 20 minutes because she irritates me she likes like triggers me, mm -hmm. so I have to stay away. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. So we don't have the best relationship. Yeah, of like open communication, and it sucks because I'm just like, man, just open your eyes. But I don't know what it is. It's it's, it's not pride. It's just like can't do it. Can't do it. Is there anything you want to share with people watching, or any tips you can give on what helps you find your center and get back to home? I think that um, if you're really going through some things, you need to find someone to talk to, whether it's a friend or a therapist, but there's always someone to talk to, right? And being open and vocal. You gotta be open. You have got to be 100% open with yourself. And it's okay, who cares if people judge you? Fuck those people then. They're not supposed to be in your life. But be 100% open, put everything out on the table because you'll, you're gonna fix the situation and you're gonna become a better person. Not that you're gonna be fixed 100%, but you can be able to live your life a lot better. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like humans respond better to weakness than we give them credit for. So when we do decide to be vulnerable and open up, we usually get a reception that we weren't expecting because we tend to be like closed off and wanna hide our feelings. Well, it's also the same thing like if you're in a bad mood and I just smile at you, eventually you're kind of forced to smile or laugh. Yeah. Right? One or the other. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. It's like, you, you know, and I, I 
I just look at it as like, man, I think the whole world is fucking depressed. We are definitely and on I, the wrong course. I feel I, and like. I think, like I said, back to food, man, people get, be aware of what you're eating. Be aware of what you're eating, what you're intaking, what yeah. you're thinking, what you're listening to, what you're watching. You're like vibrating at, a, at a frequency that is yeah, not, it's like, not healthy and not, and not pure. Yeah. Like uh, I was following some shit on Instagram. I'm like, why, why, why don't, I don't want to see this. Yeah. To, this it's a this hurts slope. me to see someone yeah. die on some stupid shit, you know, like it hurts. I feel it in my yeah. soul. So, you know, protect connected. yourself, protect your energy. You know, if you got to stay away from people that hurt you, then that's what you got to do. Doesn't mean you don't love them, but you gotta, gotta protect yourself. You gotta draw that line in the sand. Yeah. Well, we thank you for your time. Thank you and guys. we thank you for being very thank you open. For, sorry for shedding a tear, but no, no that's, uh, that's part what of life. this was for. Um, this was a real episode yeah. where a real person was really expressing yes. themselves. I'm a real person. And that's person. what this is about, you know? No, but you weren't hiding it, Mocha. No, I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pinocchio. Come down, Pinocchio. Yeah. Thanks, everybody out there watching. Like and Thank subscribe. You. And if uh, if you're feeling like you need some help, you know, reach out to somebody. There's there's plenty of hotlines. Reach out to these guys. People and friends. And yeah, bro. Call us. Though. You got okay. my you got my social handles. And yeah, reach out to I him. answer you everybody. Can reach out bro. to me through him. And uh, you can find Sean through Cadillac Sean at man. Cadillac Sean on Instagram. And uh, you know, if you need a friend or you need somebody to talk to or you're not feeling right, then you know, shoot us a message. Yeah, we're I'm, gonna respond. I'm down to talk. And, and uh and and try to motivate you to be in the right space that's what life's really about is helping each other along down the road so that's how it should be yep thanks right. everybody take care thanks Bye. guys gerald